There's a very trendy housing market indicator cited whenever it is present in a market by the vast majority of real estate investors as a sign that good things are coming to an area. And it's only right all on its own a tiny portion of the time. Don't get faked out. I'm going to expose it here today. It's time. He's here. Now, broadcasting from SDI Central Command, in the depths of his hidden compound, located far from the rot of Wall Street and Washington, we've again established contact with our leader, Brian Ellis. You know how trends come and go? I think my favorite trends that have come and gone were probably the fashion trends of the 80s. And speaking of the 80s, one of the most popular hangouts from that time period, the shopping mall, is undergoing a huge transformation these days. And real estate investors need to be wary because malls are, to be brutally honest, dying. They are outdated as a shopping model. People are opting to be entertained at home in their PJs rather than in huge theaters. Anchor stores are slowly going under and the remaining retailers are struggling to stay in business. In fact, the U.S. Commerce Department recently noted that not only have department store sales fallen 17% in just the past year, but probably half the malls in the country will be closed in the next 10 years. So why should you as a real estate investor care about dead malls? Well, in the finest of American traditions, the owners of these foundering commercial institutions are not taking the death of their livelihoods lying down. Anywhere you see a dead mall with only 10 retail occupants in its hundreds of storefronts, you can be certain that behind the scenes, someone is trying to make that mall over. That mall makeover makes for hugely attractive headline fodder, and that means those projects are going to end up in market analyses, including some of mine, and those analyses are going to end up right in front of your eyes when you are considering a real estate investment So let's take a look at a few examples of dead mall makeovers that have been presented as community revitalization solutions. The Plaza Fiesta Mall in Atlanta, Georgia, opened in 1968 as a traditional mall and began to founder in the late 1990s. $11 million later, it's Plaza Fiesta, a cultural center which now houses a Planet Fitness, a Ross, huge Hispanic retailer Discolandia, and 287 other vendors selling everything someone wishing to be, quote, transported to Mexico, end quote, as one shopper told the New York Times in a feature piece on the development, could wish for. Next up, we've got Cleveland's Galleria Mall in Cleveland, Ohio. That two-story mall was saved from death first in the early 2000s when a banking chain snagged much of its empty retail space, and that was good for the bottom line, but it didn't attract shoppers the same way that boutiques do. The marketing and events director decided to take things into her own hands around 2005, turning the food court into an event center for weddings and the area beneath the mall's self-described dramatic glass barrel vaulted roof, one of Cleveland's architectural highlights into an urban garden that would provide fresh produce to restaurants inside the mall, as well as to local shoppers and to the event center. She received a $30,000 grant for that project in 2010 and a great deal of publicity, all positive, all over the country. And thirdly, we've got the Rhode Island Providence Arcade. It opened in 1828 as the country's first indoor mall, and it was shut down in 2008 thanks to low occupancy, due in part to historic preservationist protests anytime anyone tried to install an elevator or an escalator. Now, in 2008, a developer with quite a bit of vision and about $7 million turned the second two floors into micro-apartments and kept the lower floor for retail. 
Rents started at $550 a month when it opened in 2013, and it opened with 100% occupancy and a waiting list. The first retail floor has also remained full or nearly full since that time. Now, you can see that all of these projects sound amazing, and believe me, the media coverage was overwhelmingly positive, and the pictures were beautiful. But if you based a decision to buy in an area on your investment's proximity to that type of development, commonly touted as attracting millennials and their single-person disposable income, what would have happened? Well, Plaza Fiesta's local area is booming. In 2013, home values in that zip code began to rise and went from just over 260000 to more than 410000 And rental rates climbed by nearly $1,000 in the past three years. Can you credit the Plaza's cultural center draw for this? Probably in part, the Hispanic demographic has a combined spending power of more than $1.2 trillion, and anecdotally, the popular cultural center aspect of the plaza probably did play a role in appreciation in that area. It also helps that the plaza is actually located in an area with lots of available single-family residences. That's not always the case with these malls. Now, how about the Cleveland Galleria turned urban garden under glass? Well, the garden really didn't take off thanks to an aphid invasion. Turns out they love being kept indoors during the cold months in Ohio. And the poor light available to the plants despite the glass ceiling, although the Galleria itself appears to now still be a lovely event space. As you probably know, the Cleveland market is definitely heating up right now. But if you invested solely based on the Galleria and its gardens, I'd say you probably lucked out instead of making a solid prediction. But let's end on a positive note with those micro-apartments in Rhode Island. They are certainly popular. Residents are lined up for any vacancy. They don't even let them pick the unit. And rents have risen from that initial $550 a month to as much as $1,800 for the biggest unit, which is about 775 square feet. Home values in the entire area went through the roof in 2016, like serious double digits. Some data sources say as much as 20%. But rents actually took a bit of a dive last year, although they do appear to have recovered. Now, is it all due to that dead mall makeover? Of course not. But if you had used that makeover as a starting point for your research, you'd clearly have found some other evidence that that market was fairly solid. So there are two lessons to be learned here. First, don't ever take the media's word for anything. Do your research to get the whole picture. And speaking of the whole picture, if you are relying on a specific project, like a dead mall makeover to change an entire local housing environment, you had better make very, very sure that you've got all the facts and no emotion about that potential market fakeout. Don't miss any of our brutal market insights and analyses. Stay in the loop with us by texting the word SDI Talk with no spaces or periods to 44222 right now and be added to our private list at no cost. That's SDI Talk to 44222 and we'll be right back. Send your questions and comments to feedback at SDITalk.com and don't even think about relying on what you've just heard as legal or professional advice because it's not that and you know. This show is the property of SDIP Trust. Copyright 2017. All rights reserved.